Welcome to Behind the Scrubs, the travel nurse experience. I am fired up that you're listening and I will get to the punchline. The purpose of this show is to provide a disproportionate amount of value to the travel nurse community. We believe that sharing stories is the key to providing value. Stories that are educating, entertaining, inspiring, and motivating. Welcome to the show Behind the Scrubs, Rayanne. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on today, and thank you so much for uh, making this happen. I'm super pumped to connect with you and just uh, further our conversation that we've we've had uh, prior to right now. And I just want to give a brief intro, and then uh, you can kind of fill in what I leave off. But uh, for our audience, Rayanne is an emergency room nurse originally from uh, Mex- uh, New Mexico and uh, has about six years RN experience been traveling for uh, over a year now. Uh, You've worked in level one trauma facilities. You also uh, create content online for the travel nurse community with your vlog. And so again, thanks for coming on and tell us a little bit more about yourself. You pretty much covered the basics. (laughs) So that's definitely a good start. Yeah, I I started at or most of my nursing experiences at the only level one trauma center in New Mexico, University of New Mexico Hospital. It's also a teaching facility. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better hospital to start at. I I really think that I got the whole grasp of what it feels like to be a true emergency department nurse and kind of took those skills into travel nursing, which... I would say I just got really lucky with, I know, I know, or like really blessed, whatever you want to say, like very, very lucky and blessed with the experience that I had, um, outside of my nursing career. Cause I'm not just a nurse. I'm a human as well. <laughs> like to remind people that, um, not to get too like identified with your career or just me personally, I love raves. I love music. I love traveling just international. I, that's how I build like my work life balances with like international travel. Um, very, very family oriented. It's been very hard being away from family, especially this year in travel nursing, but I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. I'm very outgoing. I love, 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 love music festivals. I will tell you that I will chase the music wherever it is, house, techno, all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm sad that this year, all of that has kind of been put to a stop. (laughs) Yeah, it's been difficult and uh, love EDM too. So um, yeah, now uh, I know you're you're passionate about international travel. Um, I, I I caught that from consuming some of your content, and you had mentioned like food culture. Uh, so when we can travel again, like where are you gonna go to first? Man, this has been like a frequently asked question of myself and it's still hard to answer. Ibiza is my favorite place in the entire world. However, I've been there twice now. So it would either still be Ibiza, Portugal, or Patagonia. Those were my two big places that I actually missed out on this past year. So I think I'd probably do Patagonia from north to south and just really explore everything that I could even like, I just hope all of it like happens very soon within at least the next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to ask, so like, why Ibiza? Why is that your favorite place? It's, it's, I know this sounds so like woo woo, but it's just like the feeling I get of being there. It's very like, it's pull, it pulls me in a way that it's just like, it's kind of like spiritual, if that makes sense. I just feel like very at home and myself and like, I can just feel like the presence of like, 
I don't know how to explain it. It's just more of a feeling. I, I feel yeah. happy. I feel very in tune with the music and the culture and the people and the food. And just like, I feel very myself there. So, um, and I, I, it kind of takes your soul a little bit. Like when you party till 7am in the morning, like it takes your soul a bit. And I know that I have plenty of friends who will say the same, but it's just a vibe. Like, I know that sounds so, you know, Gen Z or millennial, but it is a vibe for sure. I get it. I mean, a, a lot of like how I respond or if like someone asks me about something, it's like I usually explain it like, well, this is how it made me feel or I feel this about. So like I, I, I get that. Now, one thing I'm super curious to ask you about is a quote that you have on your uh, Instagram profile that it just caught my eye and, and I loved everything about it. And that is live life so true to yourself. It inspires others to do the same. So what about that resonates with you? So I actually just put that on my profile, I want to say about a couple months ago. And I just really, I know that all the, when you're like a quote unquote influencer, they always tell you to like maximize your bio, right? Like here's a little quick summary of like who you are. So people are interested. They're like, oh, this is a nice bio. And then they'll scroll down into your content. And I was like, what is something that really speaks to me? And one of the things that really hits hard for me is sharing my own story so that people will be able to understand that there's not just one way to live life. Life, that there's a multitude of way to live live your life and if you share your story and, and someone sees you and they're like wow that girl or that guy lives such a true life to themselves that I aspire to be someone or something just like that and that can look like anything to anyone right happiness and successes is, is subjective but for me when I see people who who I look up to I'm like wow they are embodying their lives to such an extent that I really admire that and I want to be just like that. Yep, makes 100% sense. So um, you you obviously are sharing your story. Uh, so on that note, like what's one thing that you haven't shared or, or like, what's one thing that we, we don't know about you yet? There are some things that I don't share online um, yet that I think it's hard to kind of navigate a little bit on how to talk about the not so glamorous aspects of travel nursing and nursing and just life in general. Um, it's really it's really funny, though, because I feel like that content now, especially during the pandemic, is taking off like because. Sure. People are having to sit with themselves and their thoughts and all of the things that they want to change and maybe aren't going as well or are going well. It just kind of depends um, and really trying to reevaluate like where they want to go in their lives. And sometimes that causes you to have like an existential crisis or like a midlife crisis where you're like, who am I? Where am I? What have I been doing my whole life? You know? So yeah. just talking about those things, I do a lot of, or I'm very interested also in the personal development world, like very, very um, always into making myself better, always into trying to strive for the best for myself. Like I am my only competition type deal, even though I think like there's a healthy competition with other people. Um, it's, it's its own little world. And I, that's something I kind of got sucked into is how yep. to become a better person. One thing that I, uh, that stuck out to me too, when I was like going through and watching some of your, your videos and specifically when you were talking about like your experience of uh, becoming a travel nurse and like you asked yourself 
uh, a question um, prior to becoming a, like a travel nurse is like, am I making the right decision? I might not have, have said that verbatim, but something to that effect. Uh, so why was that question so important to you? Like when going back into the mindset you were in back then, why was that so important to you in the moment? And now let's fast forward to, you know, December 2020, you know, did you make the right decision? Absolutely. 1,000, 100 million bajillion percent was the right decision. Um, Travel nursing is not for everyone. I like to say that like right out of the gate. Travel nursing is not for everyone and people should not feel bad for not falling into that category because it is a very unpredictable, unknown lifestyle. And to kind of go back to your question, I'm an, I'm a very much a planner. I like things to be to fall into place. I like uh, to like know what I'm getting myself into. Like even when I messaged you before, like what are we talking about? I was like, oh my god, he's really well, trying to not like tell you anything. You don't get to know. <laughs> I was like, he's really trying to play me right now. He's really trying to play me. <laughs> but it's I I asked myself that many many times. Like, did I make a big mistake? Am I making a lifestyle choice that's ultimately not going to like? help me. And really, I just had to change that mindset. It was more, even if I don't like this, I can always go back and do what I was doing before. Even if I don't like this or quote unquote fail at it, it's just another opportunity to to steer me in in the direction or learning about something I don't like so I can figure out what I do like. So kind of changing my perspective of, um, is this a mistake rather than like, is this just another learning opportunity for me to grow? Um, it is still very, very, terrifying I think for some people to jump into this lifestyle just because literally it can change in an instant you sign a contract you have your your you know housing set up you're shipping your car out to a new location you did all the paperwork and boom they cancel you and like that is just the name of the game unfortunately and some people are not um I don't have and this is not in a mean way it's just some people don't have that resilience factor or don't have like that built up in them yet for them to be able to handle that kind of unpredictability, which is totally fine. It's even tough for travel nurses who have been in it in a while because you still don't know what the heck is going to be thrown at you next. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's that that mental uh, fortitude and just kind of like callousing your mind to like the unpredictability. And it's like, I mean, if we want to go real wide, wide lens on this, it's like nothing in life is guaranteed at the end of the day. Right. Um, I think that's why you have to have that mentality or change your perspective on things of, okay, well, this obviously wasn't meant for me. If something does happen, like a contract canceled or whatever, or if there's any kind of difficulties, you're like, this is just teaching me this. This is teaching me patience. This is teaching me how to wait. This is teaching me this. And like, sometimes it's obnoxious and you do have to, you know, advocate for yourself if something's not right and you're taking, you're being taken advantage of. But most of the time it's just teaching you how to go with the flow. And the biggest, I guess my biggest, um, answer that, or my best answer that I can give to you on your question was like being comfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is the biggest lesson you can learn. Number one in life, but like travel nursing just pushes that on you so hard that you just have to understand that like, yeah, life is unpredictable and it's super uncomfortable. And a lot of people like to live in their comfort and I'm not about it because I get bored. (laughs) 
So I I agree a thousand percent. Like you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And like a big part of that is being vulnerable, right? The vulnerability aspect of it. Um, And then it's also back to like the resilience and the grit is like, hey, things don't go according to plan. Hey, you get knocked down. We'll just get back up and like keep going forward. And and like other part of that too that you, you touched on is just the growth. Like your growth as a human being or as a professional is accelerated 10x when you are going outside of your comfort zone, right? Um, and just and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. So uh, I love everything about that. Um, now, I, I want to ask one more thing kind of back to where this uh, uh, started is. So like if you, if there's like another nurse, right, that uh, is, is kind of stuck in like, should I travel? Should I not? What is like the one th- uh, piece of advice or one word uh, of, or words of encouragement that you would give to them? You have to do what's right for you. You have to do what's right for you. You have to do what's right for your lifestyle. Um, It's just like choosing anything in life. If you don't feel comfortable with it and you don't feel like it's something that is going to benefit your life in a, you know, like I said, things are unknown and whatever. Like if you're not going to actually benefit from it in the long term, then maybe you should just not take that step forward because sometimes some things are really just not worth the leap. But I know that travel nursing for most people has been an exponentially like one of the best decisions they've ever made for themselves, even if they don't like it. So it does, man, I wish I had a better way to like kind of word that but it's just like do what's best for you because at the end of the day you know what the best option is for you and your life looks so different than everyone else's and don't listen to other people about at the end of the day take the advice but don't listen to other people in terms of when you want to make that educated decision for yourself Yep, 100%. And that just made me think of is like, I know you talked about this in one of your videos. And uh, I know this is a uh, a common denominator with a lot of the travelers that I know, and even some of the guests that have been on this show is like understanding why am I doing this first, like you need to figure out your why, like, why do I want to become a travel nurse? And I can speak to like, based on feedback, like I know it's not the same for everybody. But there are a couple, you know, common traits or common reasons rather and like two of them specifically is like the the flexibility and then of course the pay so it's like that high paying flexible lifestyle in the autonomy that is afforded to pick and choose where you work what you know when you work how long you're working for how much vacation i can take in between contracts right so um those are two of the biggest factors um and would you agree with those as, as typically being the top two and what other uh factors i guess do you see that you know are truly important when it comes to you know travel nursing yeah absolutely i'm like i guess that was my whole way of trying to explain what i was just saying in like the longest way that you could think of i was just like how am i gonna word all of everything i want to say into that one but you're right like that's why I make my videos because I, I like have all these things going on in my head all the time. It's hard for me to really just say what the heck I'm trying to say. But really it is just like choosing your why. And yep. there are so many reasons to go into travel nursing. So many reasons. Like for me, it's the freedom and the flexibility. For me, money is money. I can make money doing anything, right? You can make money doing things you hate. You can make it doing something you love. And I just happen to be doing both, you know? And it's... There's a flexibility, the freedom, no hospital politics. You get to travel to like all kinds of different places. You can work in 
like magnet hospitals. You can work in UCSF. You can work at all these major facilities. Even you can work at like super rural critical access centers where you learn things about nursing that are parts of you are using parts of your brain you've never used before. And you're like, oh, wow, this is still, you know, ER nursing or this, this is still nursing. And I've never learned this in my 20 years of nursing, you know? And that's, I think that's the beauty of nursing itself is you will constant, constantly be learning. And just when you think you know everything, something will humble you real quick. But there's yeah. just so, there's like honestly unlimited possibilities. And obviously the money is like, it's good. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really like one to like, oh, I make X amount of money unless I'm talking to another traveler or if like a, a staff, um, permanent staff person asks me like how much do you make like I don't go out of my way like I know there are some travelers that are like I'm making x amount of money a week I'm like you know what broadcasting it around the yeah unit. I'm like yeah. it's it's not okay because permanent staff already are busting their ass at on yeah. on the job and so are we right like we're there where they don't just hire travelers just to hire travelers they need help so you don't want to be bragging about your pay. It makes people feel bad. It makes them like resentful towards you. And like, if you're doing it as an educational aspect, totally. But like that, that is something that I'm totally. Big, there's a, there's a big uh, differentiator right there. What you just said versus broadcasting it just to get attention and put it out there versus, Hey, if someone's asking or needs your help or advice. So uh, let's dig into pay a little bit more because of and we we talked a little bit about this already, but it's like, what is happening in the market right now because of the the pandemic and really the the, the second wave of the pandemic that it gets called all sorts of things, twindemic, you know, the, the you know, et cetera. But like the pay rates are like skyrocketing, right? Like every day it's changing right now. They just keep getting higher, 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 uh, which is it's unprecedented. Um, and I, we haven't even hit the peak yet uh you know we will eventually this will not last forever where it's just going to keep going up and up and up uh the bubble will burst at some point in time um but like what's like the discussions like happening amongst like the nurses and the travelers specifically as far as like you know hey like let's you know let's take advantage of this meaning in a good way like let's get the best paying contract um but also like in the back of your is it in the back of your mind like okay we know this isn't gonna last forever eventually it will go down Can you just speak a little bit about that? I think there are several conversations going on in the healthcare world period. It's not even just travelers themselves, but I'll kind of, I'll touch on that one first. So a lot of permanent staff are actually leaving their permanent jobs to become a travel nurse because they realize, which I think this is something that permanent staff realize period when travelers come in is the money's there. The money's there. It just has to, and unfortunately they're having, not unfortunately, but they're having to dish out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to travelers because their hospitals are drowning. And I think what permanent staff doesn't see is that it actually costs a hell of a lot more to hire a permanent staff on with orientation, with, you know, preceptorship, with all these things versus just hiring a ready to go nurse. But I do see that a lot of permanent staff are, are like, you know, throwing the peace sign and just saying, you know, I deserve to get paid well, just like everybody else does for doing the same work. And and I agree. I totally agree. Do I, am I a hundred percent on board with that? I want to say yes. I think that nurses deserve to get paid what they're getting paid right now. Not at these, you know, $8,000 a week contracts. Like those are kind of a little insane. Like 
where is that money even coming from? But I do think that this is a time where nurses are finally going to get compensated for, I think, the years of service that they've put in. And some nurses are making in the South, some nurses are making $24 an hour, like garbage. That's That's garbage. That's garbage. And it's like some nurses who have been around for like five to even 10 years still getting $24 an hour, like excuse me i'm not trying to like be pompous but i'm like i deserve at least 30 plus you know for the for the craziness that we deal with on top of a pandemic i think the other conversation right now is in the traveler industry or yeah the the traveler industry is when travelers are signing contracts for let's say 3200 which I don't know like if many people know this that's actually a high paying contract these contracts that are coming out uh or let's say like a typical contract quote unquote back in the day like pre pandemic <laughs> a good contract in was like 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 2000 to 2500 dollars a week yeah exactly that is yeah. a high yeah. paying contract back in the day which was just a year ago <laughs> 25 is like, ooh, you making bank, sis. Like, keep stacking that money. Now it's like the average contract. No one wants to take those contracts anymore because it's like, why would I want to take that when I can make three and up a week? Take home, not even just gross, take home. So people are ditching their old contracts for these new high paying contracts, which I feel 50-50 about because I think it's in the benefit of the traveler, but it also hurts the recruiter side as well because you build a good rapport and you build a good relationship with your recruiter, but you also have to realize that this not only hurts the agency, it also hurts you being able to go back to a future hospital that you want to work at. Let's say it's Kaiser. There's thousands of Kaisers everywhere. If you break that contract, not only do you do you have the potential of being blacklisted, you're going to burn a bridge somewhere along the way. And it's like, is that worth it for you just for an extra couple thousand dollars? Like, do you just maybe want to finish out your contract and maybe go, you know, sign a higher paying contract later? You really have to weigh your options out. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. That's exactly right. And it's like that is one of the, like the the newest trends right now with like the the pandemic pay, right? <clears throat> in in that like, okay, a uh, nurse has signed a contract for I mean 5,000 a week and then they're they're committed. Maybe they haven't started their assignment yet, but they're committed and their contract is signed and then it's like 3 days later that they get an offer for something for $7,000 and now they want to bail on that contract. And so it's 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 making things very difficult. You know, and I am a firm believer, an advocate supporter that nurses need to be paid what they deserve uh 1,000%. Um but it's also it's like hey, like if you're committed to something, you know, it's in your best interest to follow through on that because typically they don't understand the ramifications of of burning that bridge and how it's going to come back in the future like well you they you know you think that uh, i just won't come back to this hospital i'm never going to you know try to get a contract at this one facility again like well no that hospital is connected to another 100 200 maybe it could be over a thousand hospitals nationwide that you will uh, be un, uh, unable to be considered for in the future so one thing on, I'm curious is your thoughts uh, too, is we're talking about pay and, and we'll, we'll move on from this after this, but it just made me think is like, an, like another, cause like it's kind of a common misconception about, well, it's just this one hospital. I'm not worried about it. Uh, another 
common misconception uh, that still I don't know how it still exists today, but it it, it sure it sure does because I talk about it with like my recruiters because nurses are talking asking them about it, telling them is the the uh, the the the, the permanent tax. I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for. I was like, he's either gonna say the fifty mile rule or the tax home rule. He's gonna say it. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's actually yeah. So it's like it's it's combination both, but but it it is. It's the the fifty mile radius rule is actually what I was gonna get to. Is like you know, it's like the common misconception. I just need to travel 50 miles away or to, you know, and I'll, I can, I'm eligible for the tax-free per diem allowances. Um, I'll, I will share my thoughts on that. I'm going to bust this myth right now <laughs> and it's going to be on the record. There is no 50 mile radius rule that, that does not exist, unfortunately. And the punchline to be eligible for per diem allowances, uh, lodging or housing, however you want to word it, and then meals and incidentals is A, you have to have a permanent tax address. B, you have to incur expenses for lodging uh, while on assignment to be eligible to receive this tax-free money. Uh, that is the punchline, but please share uh, from your perspective and your understanding of how that works. Totally. I stress this the hardest when it comes to travel nursing, that's almost like when when permanent staff or whoever it is comes up to me or messages me and is asking about what do I need to be to what do I need to do to be a travel nurse? I said, all things aside, the first thing you need to make sure is that you can actually be a travel nurse. That there's a difference between a local nurse where you can travel as a local, like a local traveler and, and have all your um income Wait, taxed. Taxable. Right, all your yeah. income taxed. But to be a true traveler, you have to duplicate expenses in another area, either and usually it's in your tax home, and you have to have a tax home. And they're like, what's a tax home? And this, I'm not like this isn't sponsored or anything, obviously, but like ta- traveltax.com. No, no free shout outs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> traveltax.com is like what I use, you know, like I I or excuse me, you can like take that part out. But like I no, use no, 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 I'm just joking. Like I yeah. every time even on like certain travel nurse boards where someone wrote literally yesterday, if I just pay for um, my car insurance bill in the area of where I lived, I'm like, and they said, my recruiter said that that was okay to be considered a traveler. I'm like, these freaking recruiters are ruthless. They are. Yep. So like what I'm thinking is going to happen. And I hate to say this because it is kind of sad is the IRS likes their money. They love their money. They are going to come after travel nurses after all this, you know, pandemic is not over, but like when things start dying down a little bit and they're going to come after the people who owe that money back. They're going to say who isn't actually following the rules or, you know, quote, like what that's what auditing is. They're going to start auditing people for like these crazy rates is what I think is going to happen. I don't I don't know for sure, but they love their money. They'll figure out a way to get it back. But you definitely have to know that you can be a real traveler, which is duplicating expenses and having a tax home. If you don't understand, second piece of advice, do not take travel tax advice from someone who isn't a freaking tax advisor because it's yep. just all word of mouth, right? It's like, yep. okay, well, if I want to know something about um, cars, I'm not going to go ask someone who doesn't know anything about cars. I'm going to go to a mechanic or I'm going to go to someone who frequently works on cars and ask them about X, Y, and Z of what I need to know about my vehicle. I'm not just going to go ask, you know, freaking Mary off the street and be like, hey, can you help me with my car? Like it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, that's a great analogy too. And it's spot on. And, and that's like, and again, it's like, go talk to a tax professional, right? 
Like in, in every, that's another thing too. If you're going to be a traveler, that, that just comes with the territory. Like you should be planning to have a CPA or a tax professional, uh, you know, on your supporting cast, you know, as part of your travel, travel career. Um, not just for the, the tax-free money, which is a huge, huge everything equation. just for anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's like, yeah. just do your research. And one of my friends, yeah. one of Go my ahead. friends, sorry, who is a, who was a travel nurse for 10 years, went travel nurse recruiter, but during the pandemic, like when nurses were having, had no jobs in the market, she was a recruiter then. And I feel like, I feel so bad. I feel like her experience as a recruiter is probably awful. Um, but she enjoyed it. And she told me that it's your fault for not educating yourself on like, you can't, no one's to blame, but yourself, not the recruiter, not the hospital. It's your responsibility as a traveler and as a nurse to educate yourself properly on what it means to be a traveler and period. It's not anyone else's responsibility. Do I think that recruiters can guide you in the right direction? Totally. Like my recruiter told me I am not a tax professional. These are the IRS laws or whatever that we have to tell our travelers. So we don't, when we do get audited, we have like information that says that we gave you information about this, but nowhere does it say that we're tax professionals. I loved that transparency about my recruiter. And I was like, thank you. Because there are recruiters yep. out there who just say, you know, dumb things to get their travelers under their belt so they can get paid. It's like, you know, the health, it's, it's in every industry. It's in every industry. Yeah, no, unfortunately the, the status quo on the recruiting side there, you know, there are, there are, there are bad recruiters out there or there's just, you know, or uneducated recruiters or they're, unfortunately they were brought up in a culture that is self-serving sales environment, hundred percent transactional that they don't care, uh, that they're just trying to, to your point, get a commission. Uh, that does exist. Uh, obviously I'm, I, am from that side of this, but you know, I don't <laughs> identify with, with, with that part of the status quo, just for the record. Uh, what, uh, what are you looking forward to most, uh, come, you know, we're at the very end uh, of the year here, uh, mid December, 2020 and, uh, the new year is uh, rapidly approaching. So what are you looking forward to? And like, you know, what's, what's like maybe one thing you like aspire to do in 2021? I would say keep honing in on the boundaries that I have to build for myself and the people around me. Um, I think that that's really important to me. And I think that's kind of dropped off a little bit, building the boundaries of protecting my own peace and protecting my own emotions and my life, because I feel like this year has been a big um, pusher in boundaries. <laughs> I'm really excited for the vaccine, for whatever that means for some people, even if you're anti-vaxxer, if you're pro-vaxxer, like, I think it's an, it's amazing that so many researchers and so many scientists and so many people are pushing for something that's in the benefit of human lives, whatever your stance is, like whatever other people's stances, I think it's great that maybe, just maybe we have a little glimpse of light and a little glimpse of hope of, you know, seeing less deaths and seeing a lower numbers in COVID rates. Um, travel. I hope that even, man, even at the end of this contract that I'm, that I just signed will be the end of April, even like in the summer of 2021 to just go somewhere and be able to like have my work-life balance again and be able to feel like I can breathe and enjoy my life a little bit more. I feel like the whole world has just been kind of holding their breath on what's going to come next. And maybe, just maybe next year will be a little bit of a, 
uh, like, so, like we can sigh with a little bit of relief, you know? Um, yep. And just continuing to build the connections that I have with the travel nurse community and the nursing community, definitely putting out more content on travel nursing and um, what is that saying? See, uh, see one, do one, teach one. That's just something that I've really been trying to like push out more of is I have all this knowledge, okay. like I have all this knowledge. Why can't I, not why, but like I should be sharing more of this information, especially when I've had experience in it and I'm all about education. I love, like, that's what I want to do maybe in the future is like go back to school to ugh, go back to school. I don't want to go back to school, but unfortunately I have to, if I want to become like a professor to teach. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Last question for you is what is your definition of a successful 13 week contract? Taking the wins, whether that means that it was an awful contract or the most amazing contract, really just having, taking the wins where you can. Um, this last contract that I did was really tough on me, really tough mentally, really tough physically and ego wise, really, really tough. Um, I think a successful 13-week contract is really just walking away with it saying, wow, I had X amount of orientation and I survived that. I survived that and I learned so much about myself. That's, that's the key to this is I've learned so much about myself and so much about what I want for myself in the future. And I, I've learned so much about other people and what that means to me. That's awesome. And I do want to uh, acknowledge you for like all of your, your sacrifices and your, the hard work and just everything that you are doing out there um, during this pandemic, you know, on the front lines in the hospitals. And you've been working in one of the bigger hotspots during this whole time, the San Francisco Bay Area. And so thank you for, you know, all of your sacrifice. And, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, we as a community continued, can continue to support you and, you know, all the other uh, nurses and clinicians that are out there, you know, risking their lives and providing patient care. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And uh, real quick, where can like our audience connect with you online? How can they find you? So on Instagram, it's actually Instagram and TikTok, which, oh my God, I'm, I'm a freaking Gen Zer now. I have a freaking TikTok. It's at my first name and my last name. So at R-E-Y-A-N-N-M-O-Y-A. Um, TikTok is like, weirdly a good platform to like grow so if you ever it is blowing up and and, and there's a there's actually a lot of travel nurses on there i know oh yeah, my yeah. gosh yes on sorry one more one more plug yeah, yeah. um is my youtube channel if you just youtube my first and my last name you can find me i have not only my old um travel content in terms of like my actual international travels which that's how i love to share my story is showing people what the world looks like who who are for people who haven't been able to step outside of their state or their city and then just informational stuff on travel nurse stuff which i will be putting more stuff out about especially now that i have a month off i have to force myself to do it because it's already filmed i just have to edit it but one of them being the top ten um, newbie mis or the top ten mistakes that newbie travel nurses make, and Ooh, not not having a that. not having a tax home and and thinking that the fifty mile rule is a real thing is on there. So it's funny that we brought that up. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, thank you uh, so much. I can't ex extend enough gratitude for making the time to come on today and do this. It was a ton of fun. Uh, super pumped. And uh, I can't wait to get this uh, episode out there. But thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. And 
I know you, I, I hope you hear it often, but thank you so much on the recruiter side and on the agency side. Like I, I think a lot of people, especially travelers, don't know what goes on in the behind the scenes, especially if you know nothing about it. It's like a permanent staff knows nothing about travel, you know, traveling aspect. It's totally different. So it's probably very different on the recruiter side. So very thankful for you and your team and like all the agencies out there who are actually per pushing for the benefit of the nurse. So I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Oh,